Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges, and I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. Um, No intro music, because, well, I, I, I got a new computer, and that means that I, I lost my intro music. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to write some new intro music, so... Kind of help me out. What do you want? Do you want to hear basically something similar? Do you want to change the style completely? Kind of, kind of. What are you thinking? I just want to know a little bit. Um, this is not a post match reactions. I haven't really done a post match reactions in a while, just because it takes a lot of time, and I end up just kind of covering the match anyway twice. Uh, whenever I did my pre match preview, assuming I'm not talking to somebody, and because of that. I, I'm not going to just do one for Charleston, and so it's like a week late. I want to do kind of a, um, what do I want to call it? A retrospective, which is not really fair, but basically what happened in 2023 in Legion Land. It was a weird season. <laughs> it was a very bizarre season where... We saw a lot of great things happen. And I think that's going to be, or should be, the story of 2023. I know there's a lot of negative Nancys, and I'm one of them. I get it. I'm always negative. That's kind of who I am. Um, but I want to be positive. And let's talk about the fun stuff. The most important one to me is the launching of Legion or you know WFC. The Three Sparks, officially known as the Three Sparks. Legion's women's team kicked off for the first time, which was really cool. I mean, really cool. I was, as you guys know, I was the biggest supporter of that. Maybe not the biggest, that's not fair. But I was a massive supporter of the W League team coming in. And a women's team is really a sign of growth. It's a sign of stability. As they start this new venture, and it's really Alabama FC, which was, you know, Busa kind of related. They kind of took over that, it seems. But even so, it's really cool. And what it's done is, I mean, I'm following a lot of the ladies who were on the team and watching their college careers right now. Uh, Nora Roller, if you remember her, uh, Nora the Scora, she, as she was aptly named. Um, you know, she's up at Furman, and Furman is killing it right now. And it's been really fun to watch them. Uh, we've been watching a lot of other players along the way just have fun seasons. And it's kind of what it's all about, right? Is these are ladies who are getting a chance to develop themselves, and they're doing it under the Legion name, which is just... Frankly, it's cool. It is just really, really cool. Um, and that's what this is. That's what was really fun about it. We got to see a lot of fun players pop up. I mean, Alabama versus Ole Miss turned into just basically a Legion FC show. Same thing whenever Alabama played, uh, I think it was Samford and uh, UAB again. It just turned into, ah, here's all of the uh, here's all the Legion players. And that was so cool. It was just so cool, and I hope next year 
were able to get some more, not separation of Legion and Legion WFC, because that's not what I want. But it was hard putting the women's games at the same time as the men's games. And I'm not blaming anybody for that. I'm just kind of stating what's true and that it was hard. It was hard to, you know, say, hey, we want to commit time to go see both. But also putting them in two different places. I get it. There's a lot of things and a lot of issues that come with this that, hey, what if we had our own stadium? That'd be crazy, wouldn't it, huh? <laughs> um, You know... We had people and just kind of, I mean, we talked about Nora. I mean, Maddie Massey also up at uh, Furman, which that's really cool. Um, you know, Ashlyn Sarepka over there playing at Bama and just so much fun stuff, man. And this is just a, it's just such a fun thing that Legion started. And it's really important to have more women's soccer opportunities in Birmingham. Something else that was really big. I mean, let's not understate it. The U.S. Open Cup run happened, man. And it was just magical. I I don't know what else to say about it. Um, You know, we talk about going up to Chattanooga and getting that win, which that was cool. That was actually really fun, you know. One played really, really well. Colin Smith gets his first professional goal. Same with uh, Deben Wigbo. Deben Wigbo gets his first uh, professional goal. That's when uh, Grayson DuPont gets sent off uh, for simulation, which was a horrible call. <laughs> um, then we decide to do the Chattanooga double where we take on the Scenic City, Chattanooga FC, and Trevor Spangenberg. And that's another story of the season. Trevor Spangenberg. Some of our best footy played this year was with him in net. And some of the most memorable moments were with him in net. It was fun to watch Trev get some more playing time. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to, unfortunately, Matt Van Oakle being injured. But Trevor was more than up for the job. Take us back to year one and... When Trevor was having to jump in for Matt, and Trevor wasn't doing too hot back in year one. Now, year five of Birmingham Legion, and Trevor I mean, Trevor was the guy for me, man. Uh, it was just really cool to watch him. And it comes down, and Legion dominated all night long. But, it, you know, Chattanooga just held on strong, held on strong, held on strong. They get a horrible penalty call. It's somehow 1-1 after Prosper Kassim scores a beautiful goal, contender for goal this season, although there might be one uh, and that might be a little bit better. Um, and, you know, it gets all the way down to penalties. And Trevor Spangenberg saves, as he does in penalties. And that was awesome, man. It was just so much fun. Then we get to play Memphis. And there's a fight in the locker room uh, and for Memphis. They come out all disgruntled, and we 3-nil them. 3-0 against our biggest rivals, which, by the way, swept them this year. 3-0-0 against Area Code FC. Oh, and it felt so, so good. It felt so good to do that this year. Then, hey, we get our 
taste against MLS action. And who else, man? Prosper Kasim. Charlotte goes down to 10 men and Prosper makes them pay. And this is where I'm going to show or tell my bias. Prosper Kasim is my favorite player. I there were there have been a lot of great players in Legion history, but none of them encapsulate Birmingham more to me than Prosper Kasim. Just an absolute grinder, a guy from year one, we kind of wondered why he was brought back. Same thing with year two. Year three, we're like, this Prosper guy, like, yeah, who scored Legion's first ever goal? Prosper. But we were like, I don't know. Then last year he took off, and this year, Prosper, here's my here's my hot take. If I were to vote for Team MVP, he'd be my vote. Prosper Kasim would be my vote, man. Just what he was able to do this year, going from playing center mid, he played wing, he played a little bit of striker. For him to get the assist he did, for him to create the opportunities that he did, for him to score the goals that he did, I, there's no one else I'd rather be. And then you get down to enter Miami, and the day that we're playing Inter Miami, Messi has announced that he is going to be playing for Inter Miami. Crazy stuff. Over 18,000 people into Protective Stadium. And no, Legion didn't win, and they were just a hand away from a victory. And it was just, that was bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. In a weird way, I I kind of am glad of the way, not the way that it happened, but if we were going to lose, I'm glad it happened the way it did and not a thrashing because, yeah, Inner Miami being the, being the victims, or not the victims, but the villains, everybody hated them. Everybody was calling them out for being so soft. How could you be an upper division team getting dominated, time-wasting against a USL championship team? Birmingham Legion FC were forcing internationals, U.S. men's internationals, Venezuelan nationals, these international players that are internationally known to time waste and flop and act like they're hurt and go into the dark arts of footy just to beat us. How sweet was it? And for the refs to be booed mercilessly. It's obviously a win would have been the best, but oh man, the way that we the way that it happened, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, then we get into later on, and Dominique Wilkins joins our ownership. That was crazy. The first match after that was announced was one of our bigger attended matches of the year. And I think people can't kind of forget that Dominique Wilkins is that kind of a name, that big of a deal, but he is. And it was nuts to see. And talking to Dominique, um, you know, I got a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time with him. And I say one-on-one -on -one time, he was the one that pulled me aside. He didn't know who I was. But he saw I was one of the people interviewing, and 
he kind of talked to me a little bit and I've talked to him since because he's come to a lot of the games. There's a lot of times where he is there and it was just just one of the kindest humans. And he cares about Birmingham. He genuinely cares about Birmingham. He cares about Birmingham Legion. Then, you know, let's let's kind of get into the to the other part of this because not everything can just be super happy rainbows. Legion started off hot. They swept Tampa Bay this season. They swept Louisville City this year. They swept Memphis. But they came up short. They did. Questionable roster construction. We lost Kano Smith, and a lot of people feel like that was the turning point for this team. After Tulsa. Tulsa was his last game. Do you remember that Tulsa game? Where Tyler Pasher had one of the craziest goals we'd ever seen. And then Nico Brett gets a header on, which, by the way, he had like two header headed goals this year. Oh, yeah, Nico Brett's back. And I don't know. It was just a... It was just an interesting little time where they they fight back, they claw back, they get a victory for Kano as he goes up to Rhode Island. And it all sort of unravels. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, Legion lost both major milestones for me this year. They lost on my graduation day and my wedding day, which, you know, that, that kind of is what it is. Um, <laughs> me and my wife were driving up uh, to where we we're going to be honey, uh, doing our honeymoon and I get the notification that El Paso scores and I was just like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> and the the game we lost on my graduation day that was the Oakland game and that one was just a cluster in of itself and we we saw a lot of losing this year and more than we were accustomed to more than we felt like the roster should have been and then in the middle of it Anderson Sidhu the the fan favorite probably the fan favorite he's five foot six and well you know the rest and he he's just gone and there has been no official information that has come out about it um, you know, again, I'm not going to act like I, I know everything about the situation because there's been no official communications have has almost, I think a lot of people in the USL world have heard something, not the USL world, but the Legion world. They've, they've heard inklings of something, but nothing official. And it just felt like the Anderson situation was kind of a, um, it was more of a semblance of stuff that Legion fans have been complaining about for a long time, which is secrecy, right? And I think a lot of people were upset, not just because Anderson was gone, but because if this was a one-off situation where the where everything was a little bit more open, everything was a little bit more transparent, Not all, I don't need to hear every single plan, because if we hear every single plan, then not all those plans are going to go through and then we're all going to get mad saying that Legion can't fulfill their promises. So I understand that, but you also have the side of it that says this is, that was a symptom more than 
you know, just the, then just the overall, I guess, event that happened. And then it was just kind of a rocky year. I think it all kind of comes down to the one picture that uh, I keep posting of, I guess, Coach Stone, hands in head or head and hands uh, during the Detroit, the Detroit City game where the Legion just completely fall apart. And that was the story of the season. A lot of fans felt that way this season where they just kind of gave up. But I, I still have a lot of love for this team. There have been some bad noodles on the team before. Some some guys that you didn't necessarily didn't want around, but they they just weren't good. Uh, whether it was they didn't really talk to fans or they're just outright not great. This year, it, from my perspective, I've enjoyed all the guys. Man, um, Juan Agudelo quickly became one of my favorite players this year, and. He's a guy that's worked hard. He's a guy that's been so kind to me. Um, and I hope that that's come across to you guys too, where last year Juan was a little standoffish admittedly, and he doesn't need to talk to every quote-unquote press member or every single family family or friend or fan or whatever. He doesn't have to do that, but you know, this year he did. And it was really cool. Um, guys like uh, Gabriel Alves, who... And uh, according to his <laughs> kind of Instagram story, it seems like he might be leaving us. Um, he got he gets engaged this year, and that's a really cool moment for him and his fiance, and we're so happy for him. Uh, just a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, Alex has been incredible uh, to talk to. Fanny, Fanwell Cavita, our captain, has his baby. And, you know, that's something that he's going to have ties to of. My child was born in Birmingham, and he's still our captain. And uh, we talked about Trevor earlier. Jake Roof, you know, plays really well this season. Um, Moses Mensa grows as a player as well. We talked about Gabriel. Tyler Pasture comes in, and <laughs> I think a lot of people kind of realize Tyler's a little bit of a weirdo, but he's kind of our weirdo. And he's just he kind of just silently, just straight, uh, straight face, uh, just – you know, pan, uh, like, uh, deadpan, just kind of talks crap and walks away. <laughs> and he's kind of hilarious. Um, just all these different guys. And there's so many players that I just, I didn't just name that absolutely deserve to be named, deserve to be named like Deban Wigbo, Enzo Martinez, obviously. Uh, Nico Brett comes back and scores the craziest goal I've ever seen, and one of the craziest goals I've seen in USL history, which was that bike, that bicycle goal. Um, you know, we talked about our prospers and so on and so forth, and there there were just guys here that genuinely I I I feel a love for. I can't say I know them so personally that I love them, but whenever I think about those guys. They just make me happy. This season didn't go the way I wanted it to, obviously, but those guys made me happy. Um, the team did some great stuff. Are the people who work the stadium, the operations, the people who put it on behind the scenes, the guys who put in the work at like 
6 o'clock in the morning and don't get done until 12. They work so hard to make this as good of a game day experience. And we know that protective sucks. But that team worked so hard to make it as good as possible. They heard the calls of, we want cameras on this side and block off the entrances to this side. And that way everybody's kind of all put together. And they did that and they made it look good. They made protective great or better anyway. And, you know, we talk about protective. The food trucks came back because protective was so bad. And we just say Legion fans change protective. And part of that is the front office. Part of that is the operations. Those guys who put in the work to make that place bearable. Because without them, oh man, imagine if we were only dealing with protective. And we didn't have Legion guys and gals to make this thing work as, as well as it does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool stuff, man. This season, on the pitch, I would call it a draw. Uh, just in general, a draw. Because the Open Cup run created so much. But the regular season, we just didn't build off of it the regular season. But when you look at W League, when you look at WFC... When you look at the two team that's been kind of running in the background, that's hopefully going to be going next season. When you look at everything that went into this season, it's hard for me not to call this in general this year a win. I felt like it was one. Um, yeah, that was 2023. Uh, kind of tell me, get in touch with me, whether it be Twitter, email, uh, Instagram, whatever. Um, and just tell me what was your favorite part of the year? I just want to, I just kind of want to hear from you guys. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Until next time guys, keep hammering on.